0: What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Logos Podcast. This is Max. This is Sam. This is Joey. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about El Rosario. El Santo Rosario. El Santo Rosario, the Rosary. Yeah. (laughs) Santo Rosario. I'm excited. Me too. So this is important. Um, It's a great tradition of the church. And it was given to us, at least the Hail Mary was, and the Our Father, by our Lord. Yeah. And the creed through the development of
1: the church. Well, if I could say one thing before we start, if you're Protestant listening to this, just chill out. It's all right. Uh, we're going to talk about the rosary. Don't freak out. No, it's all right.
2: It's a, we, you should go back and listen to our episode on Mary. So we did an episode on Mary. Yeah. If you want to you know, develop a deeper understanding of what we believe about Mary, our relationship with her, mm-hmm. how she helps to bring us to our Lord, you can go back and listen to our episode on Mary. Um but we after we did that episode, we had some people reach out to us and yeah. ask us to do an episode on the Rosary because it's such a popular devotion, such an incredible devotion. It's definitely a big part of all of our lives, and we were like, "Yeah, let's."
1: It's pro. It, I mean, it is the most popular devotion, right? It's not one it, of them. It, it like, probably it, is, right?
0: It, yeah, for both Catholics and even like non-Catholics, like if they know anything about the church, it's oh, they pray the rosary. Yeah,
1: yeah you see people wear them around their necks, like as necklaces, yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. in like uh, like different cultural settings too. It's true. Mm-hmm. But before we get into the rosary, how was y'all's day? Was Honestly, okay? bro, I had. A really good day at the high school I went to. Uh, Yeah. Um. So the couple things happened, but we got to lead some prayer groups, which was good. Yeah. Uh, And also the school I'm at, their girls basketball team is in the state uh, semifinal. Yeah. They're actually playing right now. And uh, what are we doing? They. I know. I wish I could have went, but (laughs) they. uh, They had a pep rally. Yeah. And it was like crazy. The kids were crazy. So Sam, from
0: what you tell me. The guy that accompanied you was a former homeschooler. He was
1: so like this is his first time experiencing like a public school. Where is it? Is it private or public it, school? It's a it's a private school. But he yeah. So he was homeschooled, and we're driving there. He's like, "What's a pep rally like?" And I'm like, "Dude, you're like you like from a video game, bro." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how to deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> but watching. So first of all, the pep rally shocked me because we had pep rallies at my high school. Yeah. And they were like fun or whatever, but like this was like a, a collective craziness amongst kids. And I yeah. was shocked. And, you know, the other guy was also shocked. So
0: <laughs> he was talking about it today at dinner. He was like, dude, it was awesome. Dude, it was so loud. Like yes. This. Exactly. It's kind of funny. The so.
1: kids, I'm telling you, man, well, they were, so they're going on spring break now. It was, oh. it was the last day of classes. They're this pep rally, spring break. Like they were just the perfect storm. That's, yeah. that's great. So it was a lot of fun. That's, yeah. Um,
2: How was
0: your day, Max? it was good I actually had a great day so on Thursdays as we've shared with y'all before typically we have apostolics here at seminary so the guys go out to different parishes and schools or whatever and help out different hospitals but I don't on Thursdays I go on Sundays we can't trust them out in the community so. <laughs> because of that that's right they put me in a cage and just shut the door give me a book and I don't know some donuts and, um, no, but so on Thursday I got to chill and it's like calm around here and just
1: quiet. So yeah. I
0: just take that time to just kind of relax, you know, yeah, go well, to the library, do some reading. Well, during
1: COVID year, yeah. we didn't have apostolics. So true. I started taking advantage of like Thursday afternoons as like homework, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this year's kind of a rude awakening because every Thursday I'm like, I, I can't work. I have
2: like, to be, I have to be gone. So yeah. So. Yeah. It's not much of a academic day.
1: Yeah. So
0: it was, it was, it was good in that regard. Uh, this morning was kind of funny. Uh, because on Thursdays, uh, Joey and I switch between singing and I don't know what, what happened to me this morning. I guess like I just assumed I was singing this morning and I just, so let
2: me, let me tell you yeah, from okay. my perspective, what happens. Okay. So, so Max and I are the two sp- cantors for our Spanish masses. So on Thursdays here we do Spanish liturgies and we pretty much alternate weeks cantering. Yeah. So Max was cantor last week. So I was cantor this week, and it's on the schedule. But Max was probably just in autopilot mode, assuming that that it was you know Thursday. Also,
0: day. I was lector, and the way the sheet is, it's like my name is right above yours. Yeah. So I was thinking, but yes, yeah.
2: Go ahead. Well, so I'm <laughs> up in the choir loft. I'm in the chapel, like praying before, <laughs> pretending to pray before mass, <laughs> and uh, I've got the hymn board set. So I've got like the numbers up on the hymn board for everyone to like turn to the right page in our in our Saint Michael hymnal. And I'm all ready to go. I've got everything set up for mass. And then Max just walks in like he owns the place. And he starts changing the hymn number on yeah. the board, and i'm in the I'm up in the choir loft, just like I'm helpless. I can't yell to him, because yeah. there's other people in the chapel praying, <laughs> yeah, so I just have to like watch him and like try to get his attention <laughs> as he takes down all the hymn numbers and puts up new ones that are wrong by the way, but, which is which is also <laughs> funny <laughs> and then he turns around and he looks at me I'm like, I try to sing him like, dude, what are you doing?" And he was like, "Gotcha and then, so he turned around and immediately put the old hymn numbers back up. But, uh, you but know,
1: they got me because I didn't I didn't know that story now, yeah. but I was wondering what happened because I saw you switching up the hymn, the, the hymnal yeah. number, and then I hear Joey singing for Mass, and I was like, or for, you know, for morning prayer, I'm like, what is, I thought it was Max, and then yeah. Max was the lector, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is going so, on? So, anyways, so
0: this morning I get up, I'm like, this is going to be a rough day. <laughs> yeah, was a good just, start. Just <laughs> everything was just, crazy. but
1: I was like, you know what, God, whatever, I know I'm an idiot, so. You know how I, I knew it was going to be a good day today? What's up, dude? Because the breakfast spread. Was ridiculous. We had eggs. <laughs> we had bacon. We had biscuits. We had tater oh, yeah, tots. We did. Like sausage gravy sausage, right? sausage gravy. sausage gravy. Crazy dude. Yeah, dude. No southern gravy. Yeah, that's close it's close. True. Anyway, sorry, Joey, finish You finished your how your day went. Sorry, yeah, I
2: did. Oh well. Yeah. So that's how my day started. A little bit of confusion, <laughs> but ended up going well. Uh, I had a good day. A couple of good classes and um, reading a really good book by. Brant Petrie oh, yeah, in, our, uh, Saint Paul, no, in our St. Paul class, actually. Wow, so he just wrote nice. this new book. Brant Petrie, for those of you who don't know, he's a great, great author, uh, has written a lot of kind of like popular books for people who want to come to know S- sacred scripture more deeply. Yeah, he's, he's a biblical a, scholar. A biblical scholar. Yeah. Um, but he wrote this book that's like much more academic and, um, yeah. we're using it for our theology textbook in this class, but it's so readable because I just really love the way he writes. It. Yeah. It's just really clear. So that was, that was cool to go through some of that and had apostolics was, yeah, was went well. Nice. And now we're here. We're here. Put, Ready to talk about the rosary.
0: Yes. Right. That's what we're doing right here, right now. So the
2: rosary, the rosary. first we should start with like a brief history. Yeah, and, what uh, is the Rosary? Where did it come from? That's right. There was a quote that I was going to start with that it I would. thought was in the Catechism. <laughs> I swear I've seen this quote somewhere, and I'm not convinced yeah. that it's not in the Catechism. But basically, it said that outside of the Mass, the Rosary is the most powerful prayer.
0: That's a if that's you a have bold a
1: citation, statement.
2: I will put it. I'm going to find Can we, this. Can
1: we at least say it, it ought to be in the Catechism? Yeah, it's or not my true. It should, it should be. be. It's Boom. not in there. It should be. You
2: know. Here we go. Um, but so where did the rosary come from? This is, what is it? Where did it come from? I God. Think this is, so yeah, ultimately God, right? Ultimately right. God. Um, and that's
1: it. There we go. No. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this history. <laughs> and yeah. as always,
2: God bless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: our teacher said that the rosary started out by like a pious prayer of like the Psalms, right?
2: Yeah. So, I think, so I was reading this book, really good book by Father Don Calloway called Champions of the Rosary, in which he kind of tells you everything you could possibly want to know about the Rosary.
0: Same one that wrote, um, was it the St. Joseph?
2: Yeah, he wrote right? The Consecration of St. Joseph. Oh, yeah. yeah right, he's kind of all over the place, doing nice. a lot good stuff. Yeah. He, but, sorry, just for those yeah.
0: listeners, he was a former member of the Yakuza clan from china did y'all you know that or i guess in japan
1: bro i have zero idea what that is did you just
2: yeah, make that up
0: right no so it's like a huge mafia
2: yeah he so was he had a crazy time. conversion story really like, yeah dude, he so got it's like insane. kicked out of japan yeah like he's, <laughs> he's not allowed to go back, <laughs> he's, not to go back. <laughs> he's not allowed to go to japan because <laughs> he lived did, such a crazy did he live life there? yeah oh yeah dude. He they like, can
1: do that they don't put you in jail they're just like don't come back because yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was a
2: minor so they said yeah you just can't be here yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so go look him up. He's got a great story that'll. Uh, yeah. Good priest. You, Do good work. Help out you there. appreciate how much mercy God has for sinners. But in this book, he's talking about kind of this process of the development of the rosary. And. He said, so traditionally, we'll, we attribute the beginning of the rosary to the 13th century. And yeah. we'll talk about the eventual kind of like definitive advent of the rosary into the church's life. But he talks about what he calls antecedents of the rosary. Nice. So God kind of preparing the church through various other forms of devotion for the eventual, what he calls, spiritual weapon that is the rosary. Dang. Yeah. So he said it's like God. like a glock. Except like a rosary. I mean, and this is what he says. He says over the course of history, God has been like crafting this sword, this, this spiritual sword. And this is part of why like you'll see Dominicans and other others who wear the rosary wear it on their left side. Yeah. Right. It's because it's like a sword and a sheath. Right. Oh. Right. Because it's a spiritual weapon. And so this is one of the awesome things about the rosaries. It is so powerful. But he said the four kind of constituent antecedents to the rosary and the development of the church was first. The prayers, so the Hail Mary and the yeah. Our Father, the Creed, the Creed, right? Yeah. So we get the we get the Our Father from the Lord Himself. Mm-hmm. We get the Hail Mary from the angel Gabriel and yeah. from Saint Elizabeth, mm-hmm. right? Throughout the Gospels, where about um, the
1: glory be? Do we know when that started? Doxology. I'm not sure. It's a good question. Yeah. And then also the Fatima prayer came, obviously, from
2: Fatima. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah, it was applied. In 1917. But then also, so that's kind of like the, the those are kind of the prayers that developed yeah. throughout the history of the church. But then you also have the mat, like the beads, right? Yeah. And the beads have an interesting history. So prayer beads were a very common thing, really beginning with like the desert fathers, the the monks who would go out into the desert yeah. and would need a way to keep track of the prayers that they would offer up for yeah. devotion and for penance. It was
1: usually the 150 Psalms, right? That's, yeah. that's how it started. Yeah. it started. They needed a way to count that. They needed a way to count how many psalms they've said through the day. Right. And, right. And,
0: and also along with that, they also like taught people how to do that in like the regular life. So it was like it was initially like the religious, but then they gave others practices as a form of like penance. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it's like part of like after a confession, here a confession, this is what you do. Yeah, yeah. So
2: many monks and religious in the first centuries of the church's life prayed the breviary, the Liturgy of the Hours, Yep, and they would pray all 150 psalms. We've gotten lazy. Through, it was right. through the week. Though, I think right? it was throughout the course yeah. of a week. Yeah, of right. week yeah. But what happened was not everyone was literate. Not everyone knew Latin. Mm. Not everyone could read and yeah. pray these psalms every day. And so they came up with, over time, they came up with a more simplified version of just, at first it was you would pray 150 paternosters our fathers right and that was actually the original name of, of the rosary before it became something so you're praying the paternosters the paternoster beads right yeah, and yep. there'd be 150 of them and this developed in the monasteries and in in religious life and i yeah probably yeah. ventured out into you know the life of the laity and stuff and this yeah. this was a devotion well then eventually in the in the 11th and 12th century you get a bigger emphasis on Mary's role in salvation history. And you start to, especially with thinkers like St. Bernard of Clairvaux, you get a bigger devotional emphasis on the mother of God. Mm. And out of this comes what comes to be known as the Marian Psalter.
0: I will also say like leading up to this they like our blessed mother had, there had been instituted um, dogmas about her. So like, leading up to that there was already kind of a devotion being fostered to her in order to like you know to foster devotion to to our blessed mother whose dogma, dogmas were being proclaimed about yeah,
2: so exactly. like in the Council of Ephesus in 431, exactly. yeah. she was definitively named the Theotokos, right? Theotokos. The mother of God. God-bearer. The God-bearer. Big fan of yeah. that council. Yeah, that's a big That's big time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, wait, before we move on, I, I want to talk about the rocks. I don't know why I feel like I need to oh, talk no, about the rocks. Oh, no, you got to say the rocks. I like the rocks, rocks I'm so fascinated by the rocks. Anyways, they, <laughs> they needed to count the rosary or the, the, the prayers, right? Yeah. So they had the rope, which is good. It had like 50, 150 little knots on yeah. it or whatever. They also had rocks. They would get 150 rocks, <laughs> and they would move a rock over into different piles, and that's how they knew. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: so you can picture these <laughs> desert monastic fathers out in the desert, yeah, counting you... their prayers with stones. <laughs> I love that. Gosh, it's like, do you stop? What are you doing, bro? What?
0: what <laughs> did you just eat your meal? Oh my goodness, he's doing it again, dude. He's, he's moving the rocks again,
1: 150 of them. What like, <laughs> do you think the first guy to move the rocks was? Nah, I want to. I want to talk to him. It's an Anthony.
2: Of Egypt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry,
1: Joe. No, Dude,
2: no, it's good stuff. So, yeah, with thinkers like Bernard of Clairvaux, the devotion to Our Lady starts to grow in the Middle Ages. Yeah. And what had been this devotion, the Pater Noster Bees, these 150 prayer beads, eventually becomes what is called the Marian Psalter, which is basically 150 Hail Marys, right? Yep. 150 Hail Marys. And this starts to become a part of the devotional life of the church. But Father Don Calloway says, this is not yet the rosary boom what's up this is the marian psalter and he says the difference is that the marian psalter did not have a aspect of meditating on the mysteries of christ Ah. nor was it used as an tool for evangelization Mm. and so it wasn't called the rosary either until we get saint dominic what's up what's up Saint dom what's up with it Yeah, so Saint Dominic, we actually in the you can go back and listen to our episode in which we interviewed Father Peter Toddleben. Oh, that's right, because he gave a great history of Saint Dominic and the founding of the Dominican Order. But basically, Mm -hmm. Saint Dominic was this dude who was this vagabond preacher fighting against the Albigensians, Mm -hmm. which was a heresy that was being promulgated in the church, and he was not having a lot of heresy, Joey. Basically, that the material world is evil. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like uh, manichaeism. Yeah, manichaeism, which both uh, deny the
2: the
0: goodness. Which, which the one material. came first? Manichaeism came first. Manichaeism, yeah, because Saint Augustine was a big advocate of that. So i have been the like third, fourth century, and then mm-hmm. Albigensianism, which is false. No bueno. We talked about Says that you, too. Joe. We Says talked you. about Dude. that too, right? <laughs> yes, we talked <laughs> about that. that too.
2: Well, anyway, Saint Dominic, he's not having a lot of success mm. um, initially with this preaching mission. He's not converting many heretics. To the true faith to put into perspective yeah,
0: one of the things that he, him along with others saw and even some of the, the bishops that kind of prompted him was to live a more radical life of poverty And the people around in other religions or other, you know, facets of like the Albigensians and the Manichaeans, Neo-Manichaeans, were practicing a radical life of poverty in the gospel. Oh, yeah. And there you hear you have these religious orders that are saying, believe and repent in the gospel and live a life of poverty and blessed are the poor. And here they are preaching on the back of a nice horse, living a life of, you know, comfortability. And so, like, part of, like, the practice of the Rosie was to foster, again, this spiritual sense of, like, the
2: Christian life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so St. Dominic, distressed with the lack of success that he's experiencing in the year 1208, he retreats into the, the woods to spend a few days in prayer and fasting, begging the Lord to send him assistance. And this is what Father Don Holloway records in his book. He says, according to ancient accounts, on the third day, a ball of fire and three holy angels appeared in the sky after which the Virgin Mary spoke to St. Dominic. Mm. She informed him that his efforts in preaching had been noble, but it was the Ave Maria that would give his preaching power. The Queen of Heaven informed him, and this is a quote, wonder not that until now you, St. Dominic, have obtained so little fruit by your labors. (laughs) You have spent them on a barren soil, not yet watered with the dew of divine grace. Boom. When God willed to renew the face of the earth, he began by sending down on it the fertilizing rain of the angelic salutation, which is Gabriel's words to Mary, hail full of grace. Hail, praise, full right? of God. And so she says, therefore, preach my Psalter. That's what she says to St. Dominic. So I, I laugh a little bit when you're talking because they're
0: basically like, hey, dude, yeah, you're, you're not doing good. Bro. Yeah, I'm mean, not you doing suck, good. Pretty you, much. you need God. Yeah, yeah, you need
1: God. You're not doing it, bro. Yeah. That'd be kind of tough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yes.
2: So yeah, go ahead, Sam. I mean, he bounced back. I mean, let's say (laughs) (laughs) he did. So she said, preach my (laughs) Psalter. And at this moment, this is when what came to be known as the rosary, which is this, it's the Marian Psalter, but it's transformed into this meditative contemplative form of, you know, meditating on the mysteries of Christ's life, which we'll, I'm sure talk about here in a few minutes. But so he goes out now and with this power of the rosary, which he preaches as a tool, so he preaches and he and he encourages people to start praying this devotion. Eventually, within his lifetime, it comes to be called the rosary, and that is that is where we get this this devotion, um, which is pretty sick.
1: Yeah, and, it's cool how it developed organically, right? I mean, yeah, just like over the, the. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of like the supernatural element. Uh, like oh, a yeah. significant supernatural natural element with Mary kind of coming down to see St. Dominic but yeah, I think it's cool how like the church just kind of like had this devotion kind of developed through the years and now that we see like come to a fruition now with what we see now. You and know? it's, yeah, we can get into like our personal
0: experiences and things with it but you know, it's also important to like talk about And we've mentioned it in passing that like the rosary always leads us to Christ. Our blessed mother always leads us to Christ. So part of the devotion here, which Joe, you mentioned and father uh, Calloway did, is that like it began because people begin to make a connection and an emphasis on the relationship between our blessed mother and Christ. Mm. Right. Yeah. So like when we pray the rosary, it's always in light of Christ like our blessed mother guides us and even you see this in iconography you see this in art our blessed mother uh, most of the time has our blessed child or has, has her
2: blessed child and um and be, again to foster this devotion and you see this in the very shape of the rosary itself right, right. like it literally flows from and comes back to what the crucifix the cross, right yeah. jesus yeah. christ the name of jesus is at the center of every single hail mary mm. right he is even though it is a prayer to our lady it is ultimately a means by which she brings us closer to Jesus. And one of the things Father Calloway actually talks about is Mary encouraging St. Dominic to, in his preaching of this devotion, encourage people to meditate on the mysteries of Christ's life right yes. while they pray the rosary. So this, this is why the rosary is so awesome. And we can talk about this a little bit. Yeah. How,
1: how do you guys do with meditating on the, the mysteries when you're yeah. praying the rosary? Cause I'm going to be honest. I don't do that well with that. I wonder yeah. how you guys feel.
0: Um, I try to do this, uh, and I, I picked this up from Fulton Sheen. Um, he said one of the things, and this is actually an interesting little history, uh, at, after World War II, or actually during World War II, American soldiers were uh, given rosaries as part. Like, you know, if you were Catholic, you got a rosary. And, and he said that one of the things that's that's highly beneficial about the rosary is that after you pray it so so long, like, first of all, you're much less anxious because you have something in your hand, and, and there's something psychological to it or oh, whatever. yeah. But he says that like after some guys got so good at praying the rosary, uh, you know, being in bunkers and the sorts, one of the things they started to be able to do, they, some of the soldiers came back and said was that they were actually able to pray it. But that only came after much recitation, much practice, you know, much alone time to be able to just kind of spit out and not, you know, in, in a positive sense, spit out the words to be able to actually, um, you know, meditate on the mysteries that they were praying for. So one of the things that I applied to myself is like, okay, I want to know these prayers so well that like as I pray, I'm actually thinking about the mystery itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is what someone like Pope Benedict will actually say. He'll say that when we pray, so Christ in the gospel of Matthew, he is teaching his disciples how to pray. And he says, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think that they'll be heard because of their many words. Yeah. He says, don't pray like them. Right. So a lot of people see Catholics praying the rosary and they get precisely this impression mm. that we, we just think that, you know, the more prayers we say kind of like Pelagianism, right? That we're somehow oh, yeah. like earning God's grace, somehow earning Love, salvation yeah. by like, and that's why we count because we're being like super scrupulous and meticulous about. Yeah. No, that's not actually what's happening. Pope Benedict will say that when we're praying the rosary, what should actually typically be happening is the Hail Marys and the prayers kind of become like background music. And our consciousness is mostly ideally, even though our minds always wander, wander and pray at least mine do focused on these mysteries of Christ's life. So each decade we'll focus on a different mystery. And what we'll do is we'll ponder the mysteries of Christ's life with Mary. Yeah. Right. This is what we see Mary doing throughout the gospels. They always say she kept all these things in her heart, pondering them. Right. And so she helps us to gaze upon the life, death and resurrection of her son and contemplate him with her love and with her heart. Now, Sam, to answer your question for me personally, it's so I pray the rosary every day. It's Mm -hmm. kind of give or take, you know, some days I'm like, I'm like, wow, I get super great insights and I'm really like tuned in some days it's hard to meditate and I'm distracted. And what's nice though, is that because it has this physical aspect to it, because we're body and soul composites and because they are very beautiful vocal prayers that we can say, if you're not feeling it that day, or if you're having trouble meditating on the mysteries, you can actually just focus on the words that you're saying. Like hail Mary full of like, like blessed are you among women. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's it. No, I was
1: just wondering because, you yeah. know, it's something I've just thought of on a personal level. But one thing that it helps me do is I'm rather fidgety. Like, I just yeah. some always, got, like, I'm, if you guys see me, I always got, like, a pen in my hand or whatever. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I use the rosary, like, if, once I'm, if I'm get like, nervous or whatever, a lot of times when I talk in front of people, I'll hold a rosary in my hand not to be overly pious or whatever yeah. because I'm literally am just trying to, like, get some nerves out, you know. And
0: Funny story. Both Sam and I have a stress ball in our car. That when we we're driving, we just because I'm I'm like that too. I can be fizzy. I just start grabbing. I was like, I gotta get touch something. I gotta press
1: something. Yeah, I keep my steering wheel. and <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's a nice touch. Yes, it has nice little touch. But
0: so you talked about entering into the mysteries, right? Yeah, and that's I- entering into yeah, the 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 life of Christ is what the mysteries do, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's traditionally three mysteries that were practiced in the church jp2 rightly i think introduced a fourth set of mysteries. careful now you're darn right uh, it was rightly you know they're man. gonna we're gonna get canceled <laughs> we can we can disagree about this but i don't really care so there's uh you know jp2 proposed four, and he's a saint so here we go the, he's a, the joyful
2: yeah he's he say pope john paul the great my dad.
0: yeah he's oh my goodness dude You know, actually just slight story deviation my granddad was protestant most of his life And when he, um, about halfway into his marriage with my grandmother, he converted after having watched Pope John Paul II give a talk. And he said he was so moved by his witness that he just started crying and had a conversion. Is
1: this this the grandfather I know? Yeah. The one that has like the... Cowboy hat? Cowboy hat, yeah. Yeah, my abuelito, dude.
0: (laughs) So it's like, that's the power of devotion and witness we should be sharing with the people. Anyways, that enough it's credible for me and verifies me that the, that he has a right intuition about these, these, these here mysteries. Yeah. So we have the joyful mysteries, mm-hmm. right? These consist of, again, living the joyful life. So it has like denunciation, visitation, nativity, presentation and finding of the temple. We have the sorrowful mysteries, which walk the, like the, the, um, the passion of our yeah. Lord. So they starting yeah. from the agony of the garden to the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. We have the glorious mysteries. Um, so it's deals with like from the resurrection to the crowning of our blessed mother. Then we have um, the five luminous mysteries, which I sometimes struggle to distinguish between glorious and luminous because they're both luminous in that sense. But it goes from like the baptism of our Lord to the institution of the Eucharist. So again, these are all just to bring us into that devotion and uh, unity to So what's your
1: guys' favorite mystery? That's a great question. Not missed set of mysteries. What's your favorite mystery?
2: I don't know if I can answer that. You go
1: first. Let me think. Okay, I I know mine. Okay, Um, Scourging of the Pillar. Really? Yeah. The reason I like that is because whenever I talk about it, I'm reminded of kind of, I know the crucifixion is gruesome, but the thought of like the Lord being hooked up to like a pillar and you just like whip him over and over again, like I just think of like, okay, like that's like an, it's just a display of like his love for us. Like why would you put up with that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like yeah, that's yeah. like the worst. You know, a couple. Of, you know, you die or whatever on the cross. Like that's terrible as well. But I just <laughs> thinking about getting. Because have you guys seen um, the Passion of Christ with Mel yeah, Gibson? I did, yeah. And when they they depict that, yeah. that's a Gosh. that's so hard to watch. And the worst part yeah. is when they flip him over. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. Right, exactly. Okay, so this is what this is what comes to mind when I pray that yeah. that one. So that it, it's always like a wow, like God really loves us, you know. Oh man, not to downplay the crucifixion because that's obviously terrible as well, and not to say it's
0: the good. Passion of Christ is one hundred percent accurate, but but the, they did the research and that's pretty close. Yeah, I, would say I, don't, I don't know, right? Um, I think my miss, my favorite. I, I switch between these two. I go between the the um, crowning of thorns, wow, um, and I also uh, on a more you know joyful note, no pun intended. Yes, pun intended. The nativity. Wow. Between the nativity and then um, the crowning of thorns because I sometimes will place myself like, I don't know, like I'll, I'll look, you know, we oftentimes mock our Lord and simple actions um, and we, th- we would think that something like the crowning him of thorns is not that big of a deal. I mean, the Roman soldiers were like laughing, I imagine, and just like mocking and just like making fun of him and um spitting on him and kind of just leaving him there so i actually think about like the silence he would have had while they were doing all of that and how he was enduring it and uh yeah and even then he was loving man you know and even even
2: then and then the nativity of
0: course it's the incarnation is my favorite uh, i love i love it
2: i love it so much <laughs> i you love know, see the incarnation it. happened at the annunciation though uh, oh, that's true. Gotcha. That's a good point. How that feel, bro, but, that he okay, just did that Okay, but to you? I will
0: say good, good <laughs> correction. It feels good. Not really, but it's okay. But I will say the nativity, I think it's something about the innocence of our Lord just being so yeah. humble and present for us. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, and uh, yeah. I still can't
2: believe he did that to you. <laughs> go ahead, Joe. so sorry. <laughs> oh <my laughs> All right, dude, I'm freaking going home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, my favorite is probably... I go back and forth um the institution of the eucharist I love the luminous mysteries um shout out JP2 for, for giving us the luminous mysteries I'm
1: telling you what I said you couldn't do a set of mystery or they couldn't do the whole set and I did I said the, the institution
2: rules. of the eucharist and then cla- <laughs> and then clarified <laughs> no, he did say it. that But then my other one my other one might be the annunciation hmm. because it's the, no I'm just, <laughs> because <laughs> just like the the yes of mary you know like yeah i do know behold the handmaid of the lord yeah no it's great let it be done to me according yeah, to it. thy word it's the best um, one yeah i just realized practical tip that has helped me in my praying of the rosary is praying it with scripture so you can mm. get you can get you can find plenty of like booklets yeah um or you can just use your bible and it's a really good way to get to know scripture but before each mystery go to that place in the gospel so like before you pray the mystery of the annunciation for example go to the gospel of luke and read the annunciation and then ponder that mystery yeah. while you pray that decade it you know it increases the time the rosary takes to pray yeah. a little bit but it really helps you enter into the mystery much, much more fully, I think.
0: Yeah. And I think back to, when we were, I can't remember who was talking about, like the, we could be overly scrupulous with the rosary sometimes or like oh, people yeah. have that view. So like to my fellow Catholics out there, I pray the rosary. Don't beat yourself up. Okay. Don't beat yourself up. If you can't be 100% all the time, we, I can't, I sure. Yeah, can't can be percent yeah. All the time. And don't be scrupulous if you. Where am I on the Hail Mary? Am I on the fourth? Right. If I am
2: miss I a beat third? or something. Yeah. Am
0: on the Our Father? Hey, you can say the creed. I don't. Do I really believe in God?
1: Do like, I know the creed? Hey,
2: do I, I know, the know the creed when I came <laughs> <from> to <the> seminary. <laughs> Dude,
1: look, Well, sure
2: the Apostles' it. Creed. They
0: may seem yeah, to say, but yeah. Yeah. But
2: um. So like, I'm just just as a forward. yeah, it's a good because it's not a mathematical thing. No. Right. It's it's supposed it's an it's entry, a devotion it's a devotion and it's yeah. an entry into the mysteries of Christ's life, which we've said and like when Christ entered time, because He is God. His his whole life is salvific, and his mysteries live on. Like, they continue to live on in his church. Yep. And we have access to them through this form of devotion. Um, St. John Paul II. What about him? A couple cool quotes. He's right. From him about the rosary. Yeah, he did. One, he said, the rosary is my favorite prayer. Oh. And this is like that's the quote that's the quote <laughs> sick I think you could have just which said that. is just it's significant because this it was is. this was a mystic like this man was a deep man of prayer who would be immersed in like union with God he almost
0: single handedly took down communism that's nuts.
2: crazy it's nuts and he and he loved the rosary more yeah. than any other prayer he also says to recite the rosary is nothing other than to, than to contemplate with Mary the face of Christ you Think about that Sam
1: that's another good quote, man. He he's pumps them out. You just know? like quotes everywhere, dude. I think yeah. you could just, if he talked, you just <laughs> uh, write it down. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah.
2: I know, dude. So, um, so in what ways has the rosary po- like influenced your guys' life? Like how is it? Why do you love the rosary?
1: Um, Well, for me, I think uh, the rosary was like always something that I, turn to like in times of really deep struggle. Yeah. And uh, again, we always say that Mary kind of reroutes us back to Jesus. Right. So when you have like that rosary in your hand and whether you're praying it or not, but like one of our spiritual directors always tells us just like, hold on to it. Like that's a good enough prayer. And I think some of the times in my life that I was most impacted and most, uh, like a, a very close encounter with God, I was just holding, just holding rosary. Um, so that was, that's probably what I love about it is that it always does that for me. Yeah,
0: so you always like have an intimacy with our Lord when you have it. Yeah, awesome, yeah, for yeah. sure. I would say two things, two main things. One, it actually gives me a sense of identity um, because it reminds me of like my ancestors, and it reminds me of like my grandmother and my great grandmother We have my great grandmother's rosary and my great granddad's rosary, and that's like, really cool in our family. And, and we still have the Bibles they used, and like my grandmother's, you know, big time devoted. My mother is, and so like it gives me a sense of like connection, like a like a familial connection
1: well and if i misspeak Go ahead. speak for you uh, our lady guadalupe obviously yeah. revived the, the, the faith in mexico yeah like totally right so yeah that, it's obviously a big part of the culture so there's speculation
0: that she so much revolution like kind of reinvigorated the the faith that it the people that came back to the church after are the same amount that left after the protestant reformation it's like nine million or something, yeah, right? yeah, something like that so mm-hmm. but yeah so like that's one thing and my second thing i would say is that like um like sam i it's f- it's brought me, I think this is the first time I've ever admitted this out loud. Careful. Uh, our, it's brought me a lot closer to our Lord. And sometimes I can, um, sometimes I, I like, I don't know, I've had like some doubts with our Blessed Mother sometimes. I've had this wrestling and struggle with her. Um, and whether I admit it to her or not, and I kind of ask her to do something, um, she, she's brought me closer to our Lord and, uh, she has been incredible. Um, there's particular occasions in my life that, uh, she's the one that's helped me through and I, and it's been evident. And so thank you, blessed mother. So I would say, I always feel really close <clears throat> to our Lord because our blessed mother has always guided me in that direction. Even when I doubt her, I would say, especially when I doubt her. Yeah. So I think, think of those two things.
2: Yeah. And I think that, I think a lot of people, I know myself, I've wrestled with this whole like, okay, what, how do I relate to this woman? If I'm, if like Jesus Christ is God. Yeah. I think it, you know, for, it, it can be, I totally relate to the struggle, um, with, but the more and more that I've just kind of entrusted myself to her, the more and more I've come to love her. Yeah. And for me, the rosary, um, two things. Well, one, I was praying a rosary when I realized that God was calling me to come to seminary, Mm. right? So I was, uh, it was our lady who, who literally guided me here. And I'm just incredibly grateful for that. And the peace that she brought me in that time of discernment and transition from college to the seminary. I mean, it was, it was so evidently her. And also I had kind of a breakthrough at one point in my life. I was um, going through a fairly difficult time and was praying the rosary um, but was kind of seeing it kind of as an obligation because I, you know, made a commitment to try to pray one every day, and I was um thinking of it thinking of the rosary more as something that I was doing, kind of like for mm. for God. And I was praying the rosary one day. I love going on a rosary walk, so um that's one of my favorite ways to pray, is just to go on a rock, walk, have my rosary and and pray the mysteries that way. But I was doing that one day and I just had this realization that this time that I set aside to pray the rosary every day is, you know, 20 minutes and it's not a time that like, it's less something that I'm doing for God and more a time that I'm setting aside each day to just let our lady love me and to just like receive her love. Mm -hmm. Like she wants me to pray a rosary every day, not because like, not because she wants me to like give her prayers or, or you something owe it like to her, Like, I, but she, just because she wants to be with me, like she wants to mm. be my mother. And I also had an experience a few years ago. I went to visit my cousin, my aunt and uncle, and my cousin. Um, they lived down in Florida, and my cousin was just like two years old at the time. And every single day, I so I stayed with them for for a few. A few days, every single day he'd wake up in the morning and he would run out of his bedroom and he would just say, mommy, 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 mommy. And like when he would get tired or when he would want something, he would just start repeating mommy, 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 mommy. Just like that. That's that was his default mode. And his mom would come to him and pick him up and comfort him. And I was like, like, that's literally the rosary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah. hail Mary, like over and over again, like mom, yeah. like I need you, please come. Like come be with me come comfort me um and it's an incredibly you have to be humble to pray the rosary because you are just repeatedly begging for the love and care of your mother yeah um but there's there's no more beautiful more pure more amazing immaculate love than the love of our lady um so that's kind of been some of my experiences with the rosary
0: yeah no i i um I'm with all that. you know. Yeah, yeah. Unless I don't shout my dad out, that man's highly devoted to, to the rosary, too. Shout I would wake out. up sometimes at 3 a.m., and he would just be praying the rosary. Shout, shout out to Arencio, <laughs> uh, Nice. All right, guys. That was awesome. Yeah. Pray the rosary. If you don't, pray it. If you do, pray it more. And thank you. Thank you, thank you to all our listeners who are praying the rosary. Keep doing that. Smash the
2: subscribe. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and if if, <laughs> if if this is like intimidating to you and the rosary seems like this thing that you could not possibly add into your daily routine, add, add a decade, you know. Yeah. Like add a decade and just I prom, like I promise you it will bear fruit and you'll start to desire more yeah. and more and more as time goes on. So, um yeah, it's it's an incredibly powerful prayer. Cool. And also consider uh
0: praying for logos as you do so. And we're praying that, for you. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are hard so hard (laughs) thank y'all for tuning into this episode i hope you learned something about the rosary and uh, as always god bless